We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Monday, March the 13th. 2023 and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet on today's show another weekend another sweet for the Yardcocks as the bats continue to stay hot at Founders Park guys I'll break down all the action that was we'll talk my key takeaways we'll hand out our weekly ooh ooh series MVP award also talk slap of the weekend who's hot who's not and what's next for Mark Kingston's club as well also do not look now but South Carolina football is officially back as the Gamecocks hit the practice field for spring practice number three under head coach Shane Beamer. I'm talking today my top five storylines entering spring practice as the electricity builds in Columbia, South Carolina as the countdown officially begins until toe meets leather in Charlotte this fall. Guys, got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app, or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Just how it works, you pick two to six players, and you can win it to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-injury guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. You can play college sports, pro sports, and guys with March Madness getting underway this week. You want to make sure you are in on the action with our friends at Prize Picks. They have a slick, easy to use mobile app both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it!
Boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Spurs Up show, as always. Very excited to chat with you all as we get this week going here on this Monday. And let me say, it feels so good to be back in studio, to be back on the home front. Guys, I want to say thank you all so much for rolling with the punches. I also want to apologize for how hectic things got at the end of last week. You know, I was not planning on not doing a podcast on Thursday and and being on the road and sort of being all over the place. The show was kind of wacky too with, with some technical difficulties that we had. So again, let me say thank y'all again for rolling with the punches, for your patience, for your love and your support amidst some of that craziness and chaos. And also again, I do apologize for the last minute change in content. I pride myself on being number one, consistent, but also number two, being transparent and letting you guys know it's setting realistic expectations, right? Here's the thing. You guys, depend on me you count on me for this show to come out when it's supposed to for the live show to air when it's supposed to and I tell people all the time right having other people depend on you is a positive it's a blessing that there are people that are counting on you that we're at a point that you guys count on the content look forward to the content look forward to the podcast the live show etc so let me say we will have no hiccups this week the daily crow airing normal noon to two monday through friday and the podcast of course you're hearing me today and we will have the pod on thursday as well and the plan is to have a guest interview on that podcast as normal also. So again, guys, thank y'all so much. I can tell you this. I am very happy and very excited to be back on the home front, back in the studio this week, getting after it. And I truly do appreciate each and every single one of you. You know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. The beauty of what I do and the beauty of what we do is that I can do what I do remote uh, and take it anywhere, right? Anywhere I go, I can do the live show, do the podcast, etc. But, you know, it's just such a blessing that when you go on quote unquote vacation or you go out of town, what have you, that it's one of those things after a couple of days of AK guys, I am itching to get back in the studio, to get back after it, to get back after the grind. If you, will. I was talking a lot of business over the weekend with, with my family and just talking about the growth, of the business and evolving and going from the hustler mindset to the, to the CEO mindset, if you will. And that hustler side for me though, is something that will never go away because I love the day-to-day. I love the grind. I love what I do. I love creating content. I love having banter with you all, and that's exactly what we get to do here each and every single day on the Spurs Up show and, of course, the Daily Crow as well. Uh, Also, guys, let me quick update. This weekend, with that being said, very excited. Uh, The non-conference is behind us. We're going to talk about this Bethune-Cookman series really quickly. But this weekend, SEC play begins for the Yardcocks, and what better way to kick it off than some live stream watch-alongs. Yes, we are bringing those back. The live stream watch-alongs will take place this weekend. I believe the first pitch times are Friday at 6, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 3 o'clock. That Sunday game is actually on the big channel on SEC Network. But just like the Clemson series, guys, it'll be the exact same setup where I'll be watching all the games and you guys can have the game on one TV or a tablet or a phone and have me pulled up on the other and we'll watch these games and we will tune in together. I just thought, why not? With the games being at Georgia and getting SEC play going, it felt like a no 
no-brainer to bring back these live stream watch-alongs. So really, really excited to watch the Yardcocks with you guys all weekend long. Really looking forward to it, and it should be a lot of fun. So again, just stay tuned for that. I'll send out some, some updates on social media throughout the week, and of course, as we get closer to Friday, I'll remind you guys and let you all know, but really excited for the live stream watch-alongs. And uh, if you've never tuned in before, be sure you do so. It's a lot of fun. Last thing, guys, just one quick reminder, and then we'll get it going. The Carolina Alehouse Spring Tour. Very excited. Beginning next Thursday in Columbia, South Carolina. If you're not familiar, we did this over the summer last year. Was a massive success, and that is why we are bringing it back. I will be going across all of the Carolina Alehouse locations across the state of South Carolina. Could not be more thrilled and more excited to interact and mingle and talk Gamecocks with you all at all the various locations. So we'll start this thing next Thursday, the 23rd in Columbia. Then we'll, we'll then go, I think, downtown Greenville, then Woodruff Road. And the rest of the schedule, guys, it can be found on social media. Also, a week in advance, I will start promoting these events, letting you guys know exactly what time will be there, what merchandise we may or may not have on hand, and any other details you may need to know. So again, really excited, really looking forward to it. Again, if you need more information, we've got the full spring tour schedule pinned to the top of all of our social media pages. So be sure you check that out. And I cannot wait to hang out with you guys at Carolina Alehouse all spring long throughout the end of March and all through the month of April. All right, let's get into it, guys. We'll start with the Yardcocks, of course. Big weekend sweep, the final non-conference weekend of the 2023 baseball season, taken down Bethune-Cookman by scores of 20-3 to on Friday in a game that was called after seven innings. And then in a doubleheader on Saturday due to bad rain in the area on Sunday, Yardcocks take them both by scores of 8-5 to and 10 to three. And guys, I'm going to keep this one pretty short and sweet when it comes to the takeaways because I'll tell you this, as much fun as this weekend was, which it was a blast, right? You love to see South Carolina stay hot, swinging the stick. Of course, the midweek games, it was a lot of fun seeing them take care of their business because, hey, they made me look foolish, right? I thought last week was going to be the week, hey, maybe this is the one where, you know, you drop your first midweek of the season. You have two solid teams in the Citadel and USC Upstate and and you just completely disposed of them, and you kept that trend going into the weekend as well. And again, you look at it, South Carolina continues to swing a very hot stick, 45 home runs now. As you sit, by the way, let's update the record, as you sit 16-1 and one on this season to this point. And I know some people, I see them on social media, will comment and say, the competition, you've played nobody. And guys, I understand who you've played. We all understand at this point who you have played. But that does not take anything away from the fact that you have won 16 of your first 17 ball games. I don't think there was a Gamecock fan out there. When you look across college baseball and all the craziness, and you look at, hey, the SEC record, South Carolina sits at the very top. They sit at the very top. Not every SEC team has taken care of their business the way that the Gamecocks have. So you got to give credit where credit's due in the way Carolina's been able to take care of this thing early on in the season but, you know, realistically, guys, I I'm glad that the non-conference has come to an end in regards to these weekend series. Uh, I'm really excited to see what this ball club is going to do in SEC play because that is truly where, you know, the men are separated 
from the boys, if you will. But all in all, a successful weekend. You know, guys get hot, hit a couple grand slams of the weekend. I thought Dylan Brewer, hey, you might have found your missing link in the outfield. And I know, listen, I know I'll take credit for it. I'll take credit in the sense that, um, you know, I said after the Clem Sucks Friday night game that all of Dylan Brewer's at bat should go to Michael Braswell. And now I sit here on this Monday looking rather foolish because he has gotten hot. Maybe he used those comments as some motivation or what have you. And I'm not saying I'm not giving myself credit for that at all, but uh, something has clicked. Something has changed for Dylan Brewer, and he has turned it around with a big grand slam early in the weekend. You know, Cole Messina stays hot. Talmadge LeCroy, Braylon Wimmer just continues to find ways to get on base. Carson Hornung getting things going. Gavin Cassis is a home run hitting machine. Will McGillis has a big knock in that one. Uh, Caleb Denny with a grand slam on Saturday as well. So many guys making contributions. Then, guys, you look at the starting pitching. And and I think the big storyline from the weekend, the one that everybody continues to talk about is Will Sanders, right? It's Will Sanders and his status as the Friday night starter. Should there be a change? Should there be movement? Uh, Will goes six innings pitched, five hits, three runs, three earned, one walk, eight strikeouts in that ballgame. And I believe he threw, they don't have his pitches listed here. I believe he threw like 94 pitches or something like that in six innings. But that was the course in the game in which you won 20 to three. I will just tell you all this on the Will Sanders front. I... I made it very clear last week that I believe in Will Sanders, that I would not move Will Sanders. But I'm here to tell you all this. Even if you want him moved, I do not think you will see them tinker with the starting rotation until, you know, maybe a couple of weeks in an SEC play. If Will Sanders, after two to three weeks, two to three starts in conference play, if it's just obvious he hasn't figured it out, and Noah Hall, it's just obvious he presents you a better option pitching on Friday versus Will Sanders, then maybe you see them start to move some guys around. But, guys, otherwise, I just don't see it happening. So I think that was the big storyline. That was a big talking point from over the weekend. But really, other than that, guys, South Carolina dominated. I crossed the board. I mean, I, I know game one – of the Saturday out doubleheader was closed. But you also think about a Gamecocks baseball team that has played nine games in a 10-day period. So they're gassed. They're tired. Uh, give credit where it's due again in the weekend, playing that doubleheader, which is a very long day, and finding a way to win both games, of course, as we all expected. Bottom line is this. You're 16-1. and one, You're winning games impressively. You're scoring over 11 runs per game. You've hit 45 homers of the year. And, and also, you're not just relying, though, on the long ball. You know, I, I saw in that Friday game against Bethune-Cookman, you're finding different ways to score runs, right? You're being productive, even when you're not hitting the home run. And you talk about, for example, <clears throat> the grand slams, right? Guys had to get on base. Right, guys have been on base, and you're still continuing to see the the patience and the approach. You're seeing that patience. You're seeing guys take unselfish at bats. Right, they're getting their hacks early, but when they get to a strike or two, or they get down to the count, they're being a teammate versus swinging for the fences, and it's paying off great dividends. And it is the Monty Lee effect. And with that being said, guys, as we move into our ooh ooh series MVP award, I do want to give it to Monty Lee because we have not given Coach Lee. A lot of mention to this point in regards to hitting, we're normally giving this award to individual players, and that's probably what we will do throughout the rest of the season. So I wanted to make sure while we had the opportunity, we give Monty Lee his just due because what this offense is doing right now, we knew that was the question coming into the season. 11.1 runs per game, 45 home runs, which leads all of college baseball 
through 17 games. And five grand slams, which, guys, that is the most grand slams a South Carolina team has hit since the 2010 team hit six in a season. And there is a lot of baseball left to be played. So, Monty Lee, you got to give him a lot of credit, man, because it's obvious. It's obvious, right? Yes, you added a bunch of new players and, and some guys got a year older, but it's just so obvious that the approach is night and day different from what it was a season ago. So, Monty Lee, whatever he's saying, whatever he's preaching, it is working, and he deserves a lot of credit for this hot start right now. So, again, the winner of the Ooh Ooh Award goes to Monty Lee. Now, our slap big of the weekend, and I thought about giving it to myself, by the way, for my comments on Dylan Brewer and the way that he really shoved it up my ass with his performance over the weekend. And, hey, maybe I'll be an honorable mention but uh, this one's more of a baseball, just, a, just a, a, a national baseball one. It has nothing to do with the Gamecocks, but I'm sure you guys saw it over the weekend. The slap of the weekend is the umpire who blew that strike call in the Mississippi Valley State and New Orleans game. And if you guys have not seen the video, I tweeted it out on Saturday, and my goodness, when an umpire taking something personally goes... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Who's completely wrong. In case you missed it, he, he makes a bad call on a pitch that I didn't think was even close to being a strike. The next pitch is literally low and away in the dirt, and he calls strike three to end the game. Now, credit to the conference. They took action. That man will no longer be calling any games. He will not be umpiring any more games. He's been suspended by the conference, which I think was 
the right move. But umpires, you know, I used to say I've never been an umpire that I liked. And uh, that dude, that dude of the weekend actually reminded me why. So slap dick of the weekend, it goes to you, sir. Let's move into who's hot, who's not. And when you're talking who's hot, there's a lot of guys you can give this award to. But guys, I got to go with Cole Messina. And not just for what he's done over the weekend, but over the past week or so. This includes the midweek. Cole Messina, 9 for 18, hitting 500 in his last five ball games, two home runs, and seven RBI as well to his credit. Cole Messina is absolutely raking right now, and he is red hot. Who's not? Guys, I don't have a who's not. Honestly, I don't have a who's not. I think everybody's playing good baseball right now. There's nobody that it's really glaring that is playing poorly. So, hey, that's how you know you're doing well when there's not a who's not. That means your team is winning and everyone is contributing. And that brings us into what's next for Mark Kingston's club. Of course, the midweek game tomorrow night against Presbyterian at Founders Park, 7 o'clock first pitch, which, you know, PC, it's another revenge game, right? Which is so funny. It's another revenge game. Uh, You know, I fully expect South Carolina to get the win. And guys, it's just one of those things where it's like when you have the pitching depth that they have, right? They'll probably start Eli Jones tomorrow. When you have that kind of pitching depth, I mean, there really isn't, unless your guy is just way off, and even if he is, you have other arms that come in, you feel like there's not a midweek game you should lose. Now, baseball's a crazy game. Will this team eventually lose a midweek? I could certainly see it. Will it be to PC tomorrow? I don't think so. But, uh, you know, you just feel so good about your pitching depth. And, guys, we talked about this in the preseason, that I thought the non-conference and the midweek is where this team would make its greatest strides because of the improvement in the lineup, because of the improvement in the pitching depth, right? You know, I felt like you were going to avoid the inexcusable losses of a season ago, and I think that will be the case this week as well. So, again, PC tomorrow night and yet another revenge game for what happened last year. And then SEC baseball, SEC play gets underway this weekend at Georgia Foley Field. It's Gamecocks and Bulldogs in a three-game set. Cannot wait for SEC play to get going. Because, guys, like I said again, non-conference was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun beating up on teams you were supposed to beat up on. And I'll tell you this, I think mission accomplished. Mission accomplished for the Yardcocks in the non-conference. We talked how important the start, the first 18 games or so of the season was, right, for the Yardcocks to start out hot and to instill confidence that, hey, this season's going to be different. I mean, I think they've done that. I mean, you're talking about a team that's probably going to be 17-1 and going into this weekend. You could not have asked for much of a better start, in my opinion. So going to be a lot of fun this weekend at Foley Field. Like I said, guys, we will do the live stream watch-alongs. So be sure you tune in on the podcast. Of course, on Thursday, we'll have our full series breakdown of that one against the Gamecocks and Georgia. We're looking forward to it. Guys, we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on the baseball series this weekend, uh, your overall takeaways, and what you're most looking forward to as SEC play gets going. Let's turn our attention from the diamond to the gridiron as South Carolina football returns to action in spring practice. As it gets going tomorrow, the pads, helmets, Will be popping. Shane Beamer's team gets it going yet again. And, guys, it's never too early to talk college football. And, of course, Gamecocks football. I know everybody's excited to get this thing going. So many new faces, new year, uh, new expectations, if you will. And with that being said, let's talk some storylines, right? And I'll say this. You know, we're not there in person. We're not in the building. We're not at practice, what have you. And I feel like, admittedly, guys, the 
the hype and the hoopla and the talk and the banter, it is more exciting than spring ball its actual self. I mean, even the spring game, guys, which we all love, but even the spring game can be a bit of a bore, right? Like you get to the spring game, the starters play two or three series max, and then you're like, oh yeah, this actually is a glorified scrimmage. So I actually look at spring practice, though, what it more so gives an opportunity is number one, to hear from our favorite players and coaches, but also it just gives us it, it, it gives us the opportunity to talk South Carolina football. And who doesn't love that? So with that being said, top five storylines entering spring practice for South Carolina football in year three of the Shane Beamer era. And I just mentioned it, my first storyline, new year, new expectations. And I tell you this, as you continue to win more and more and more games, the expectations continue to go up. Now, is this something that's really felt throughout the spring? I, I don't know necessarily that it is. And I think it's something that Shane Beamer and company, they will be embracing because, of course, nobody has higher expectations for their program than they do. But I think it's just going to be a really interesting dynamic to follow, guys. And I was talking about this last year as well. When you added Spencer Rattler and you added Juice Wells, could Gamecock fans keep their expectations realistic? And I think that's a big question this year because fans, one thing I've learned doing this, and, and just we all know this, watching ball and paying attention to different fan bases, fan bases do not like to go backwards in regards to win totals, in regards to uh, you know teams you beat versus teams you don't, whatever. You don't like to go backwards, right? You won, you won uh, seven games in year one, six in the regular season. Well, the expectation last year was to win eight, nine, maybe 10. Well, you won eight games in the regular season, lost the bowl game. Now the expectation, what is it? Win 10 games? Win 11? Compete for the SEC East? Do I dare hear that? Going to be a lot of fun to watch that and follow that, but I know this team will embrace the expectations, no doubt. Second big storyline, guys, and this one could have been number one, the Dowell Loggins era begins for South Carolina and like I said, guys, we're not going to be out there in person, but I'm really curious. You know, a lot of times if you read between the lines, you know, you can pick up on things from players, from coaches, what have you. You know, Trey Knox, the Arkansas uh, transfer, Arkansas tight end said that, you know, we're we're going to be fast. You know, these, these defenses are going to have trouble keeping up with us. And Shane Beamer didn't even know that, right? He said that was news to him. I, I just wonder, do we hear anything? And also, of course, in the spring game, what does Dowell Loggins' offense look like because you got to think there's going to be some different wrinkles. There's going to be some differences, even though Shane Beamer said, hey, we're going to take a lot from what we did last year and we're going to do it this year. Things that we liked from the offense last year. Also, Dowell's going to have his fingerprints on it. We're going to do things he likes to do. So I'm really excited to see what do we hear going throughout spring ball? What does Dowell Loggins himself have to say in spring ball? And then, of course, in the spring game, how does that offense look? Do we really get any... Any glimpses at a Dowell Loggins offense, uh, if you will. Guys, my third big storyline during spring practice is the running back position. And guys, on the Thursday show, we will talk the top position battles to keep an eye on throughout spring practice. Running back is going to be one of them, right? Lavoisier Carroll goes down, retires from football due to medical reasons. You are really hurting at the running back position. And, and I know that you got some capable bodies back there. Uh, Juju McDowell, of course, who we all love. Uh, Nathan Harris Wainick, you've got Dontavious Braswell, the freshman, you've got Mario Anderson from Newberry transferring in, you know, you've got Turbo Miller, you, you, you've got uh, DJ Twitty, but realistically, guys, do you have SEC caliber backs in this backfield, right? 
How does it shake out? Does somebody step up that we're not expecting? Is the running back position actually in a much better spot than we're all giving it credit for? I think you're going to see South Carolina attack the portal when it reopens May the 1st. But right now, you got to play with the ones you got, not with the ones you want. And so it'll be curious. I'll be curious to see just how this position shakes out as we navigate throughout spring ball. My fourth big storyline I'm looking forward to, guys, is our first peak at a new look secondary. And I'll say this. I know a lot of people are excited. They don't think there's going to be any sort of drop-off, right? You got Marcellus Dial and O'Donnell Fortune at the corners. But anytime you lose guys like Cam Smith, Darius Rush, you know, Devonnie Reed was a veteran player. Um, you know, it, it's just – there's a lot of key pieces to replace, right? There's a lot of key pieces. And I think you've got some talented guys. Of course, Nick Emanwari going to lead the way back there at the safety position. Marcellus Dial played really good football for you last year. But now these guys have to be the dudes, right? A guy like Kawan Banks, got to be the dude. DQ Smith, got to be a dude, right? Uh, Keenan Nelson, some of these younger guys, they got to be dudes. They got to step up and come into their own as big-time players for you. Again, O'Donnell Fortune, the list goes on and on. So, what does this secondary look like? And I'm not sure we're going to learn a lot this spring about this because it's really tough to tell in spring ball. And again, just how much do we hear? But I'm excited to hear maybe are there some new names, some new faces, some new contributors we hear about, uh, you know, having a big spring and making an impact and setting themselves up to be an impact guy in the fall. And guys, my fifth and final storyline entering spring practice is this, just the influx of new faces arriving, guys. Shane Beamer pointed this out in his spring ball presser when he said, hey, it's like a fresh start for us, right? Last year's team was last year's team. The amount of new faces we have, and of course he was mentioning, you know, when you have guys go to the league, when you have guys graduate, the transfer portal taketh and giveth, of course. You've got so many new faces, offensively and defensively, right? From freshmen like Pup Howard and, uh, Desmond Umi Ozulu and some offensive linemen and and different guys, Lenora Sellers at quarterback. Uh, then you got your transfers, right? You got the Nick Gargiulo kid from Yale on the offensive line. You got Mario Anderson at running back. You got Trey Knox at tight end. Uh, you got Jerron Willis at linebacker, which I cannot wait to see how he fits into this thing. So a lot of new faces, right? When you go to the spring game, you're probably going to need one of those, print, the, those printout rosters, if you will, because you're not going to know who a lot of guys are. Right, We're not going to know who a lot of these guys are. It's going to be a lot of new faces that I think will be getting opportunities and making big-time impact. So going to be really cool to see which guys are we hearing about, which guys are we not, and which dudes are making an immediate impact. And again, setting themselves up to be dudes for you in the fall and throughout the season. So again, guys, my top five storylines entering spring ball are this. New year, new expectations. Dowell Loggins era begins. Running back depth issues. Our first peak at a new look secondary and the influx of new faces arriving for the Garnet and Black. Guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts. What are your top storylines as we enter spring practice number three in the Shane Beamer era? Folks, that's going to do all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday. And we will talk to you all on Thursday. Thursday.